Oh, the weekend's bringing us in, guys. It's Super Bowl week. Excited. Going to be a great game. Welcome in, everybody. This is the Southlot Football Guys podcast. With you, as always, is Evan, Robbie, and Adam. Uh, breaking it down for you here. We're excited. Bucks, Chiefs, going to be a great game. Uh, Bucks playing their first ever home Super Bowl game. A uh, lot to get into on this episode. We'll break down the game. We'll get into all the props. We're going to be talking about the weekend. Um, very exciting. But uh, before we get into all that, guys, how you guys doing? Ooh, I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, personally, I feel it coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a hell of a hell of a performance. Uh, looking forward to a great game too. Uh, before we get into the game itself, uh, why don't we take a look at uh, how we did in our championship uh, games. So we'll start off with the lead pipe locks. Uh, Adam, you had the Packers minus three and a half. So I missed. Didn't happen. Nah, they they didn't play well. Uh, and Bucks really didn't play too much better, but they they got the plays done when they needed to. Yeah. Why does Rodgers always choke in the NFC Championship? What is this, four in a row? Except when he plays the Bears. Yeah. <laughs> Except for when he goes against Caleb Haney. <laughs> uh, Robbie, you had Aaron Jones under 61.5 rushing yards. Yeah, there we go. Nice. nice. And good, good defense, good stout run defense by the Bucks. you know. Yep, big yeah, fumble and an injury. Yep. Helped out, but he that wasn't. Did help. I that that was what two weeks ago. I almost forgot about that. One. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, and then finally, I had Bills money line. So I missed. they are not playing in the Super Bowl. Um, so yeah, well, we'll take one out of three, Robbie. <laughs> uh, way to uh, way to carry hey. us there. Uh, but yeah, so we're looking at Bucks Chiefs here. Going to be a great game, um, guys. We'll just uh, we'll jump right into it. I mean. Talking about the injury report for this week, um, you know, there's not too much out there. Pretty much uh, anybody that's been questionable, like the whole Bucks secondary, like they're all uh, participants now in practice. Looks like they're all going to go. Um, there was a scare with the Chiefs in terms of this, like, barber who, who like, got COVID, like, mid-cut. Yeah, they pulled somebody <laughs> off. Yeah. Get so him out of here. Got him out of there. They threw him out. Um, but uh, it looks like everybody's cleared, like, COVID protocol for right, at least in terms of right now. So uh, these teams should be pretty much at full strength. Um, anything to add on injuries before we get into the game itself? I want to, I want to interject here. Just, I want to talk, I want to get you guys thoughts about the the Stafford golf trade. Oh yeah. Cause that was some it. big NFL news. Um, this one, this one shocked me. I, 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 that was, it's one of the wilder trades I've ever seen in the NFL. I mean, rarely do you see a QB for QB, but uh, what you, what you guys opinion of that trade and the uh, lions got a lot of draft picks out of it too right uh, yeah the rams I mean, have pretty much given away they, their entire draft capital they're, they're giving I mean, up yeah they're giving McVay up they did say was quoted saying that um he sees as his first round picks as just like basically high second rounders which i mean you may not be wrong he's he's done pretty well with that rams team so far so um but still that seemed like that was I, – I still don't know how to react, to, to be quite honest. I, I mean, I, I feel like the Lions kind of got the better end of the deal there. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I thought the same exact thing. And, you know, maybe it works out well for both teams. Um, but, 
you know, for, for my money, I mean, the Rams, they're in a window right now, and uh, they've got a great defense, and uh, they've got a lot of uh, talent at the skill positions that they need to capitalize on. Um, you know, Sean McVay has proven he's not afraid to uh, take chances. It's, you know, I think this works out for the Rams as long as Stafford can stay healthy, but that's a huge if. I mean, because Stafford has been just battling a plethora of injuries here for the last, like, five, six seasons, it feels like. So, um, they're they're putting a lot on, you know, Stafford's injury risk. And, um, you know, if he stays healthy, that's that's one thing. But um, I, I kind of doubt it. On the flip side, though, Lions getting a lot of draft capital. I, I wouldn't call Jared Goff, um, like, a done deal at this point. Yeah, I wouldn't say that he's a bust. Uh, he's getting paid a ton of money, so it's kind of like an Osweiler situation from that standpoint. Um, but uh, I, I, th- I think this is a good move for them. I think, you know... Maybe that they can they can turn his career around and, and salvage some production out of him. Yeah, Mike. My initial, I mean, you saw it earlier or last off season of a good example of a win win with the the Bills Vikings trade. Uh, Diggs Diggs going to uh, Buffalo and and uh, Justin Jefferson getting drafted by the Vikings. I think both sides sort of liked where they ended up there. I think this is one of those rare ones where like I I I see this being a lose lose. Um, I mean, you look at Stafford, and we, we've all we've seen a lot of Stafford plays. I mean, he's a real tough quarterback, very good. Um, but I mean, at some point, I mean, he's one one Pro Bowl, he's ten and fifty four against playoff teams. Like, I, I, I mean, I I don't think they're getting the savior in Stafford. I mean, maybe a minor upgrade over Golf, and then on the other side, I mean, you're you're taking on a huge contract with Jared Golf, and you're getting what Robbie mentioned, like likely too late first round pick so i yeah it was it was an interesting trade i think i think the lions could have gotten a little bit more if they wanted to maybe like a high pick this year maybe a picks from a team that are going to be you know not not in not as much as contention as the rams i just i just was really stunned by that trade when it came in last weekend yeah kind of kind of mentioning that contract situation yeah it, i i think you're right that it's could be like a lose-lose at least for the immediate future for both these teams because well Jared Goff's big contract for the Lions they have to eat up um and then just the Rams putting their faith in Stafford in general but uh I think for the future um a couple years down the road it might be favorable for both these sides so yeah it's just a really bizarre trade if you look at it yeah so uh yeah I mean we'll see um if anything, it's uh, just made me glad. One of the few things Pace has done right is not commit a ton of money to Mitch, because um, we're seeing that blow up in the face of the Rams right now. Yeah, that's fair. In Eagles too. Of, yeah, same yep, class. Same thing. So, uh, yeah, tough, tough QB class. What was that? Twenty fifteen? Twenty? No. Dakota. Yeah, you're Dakota. right. Dak. Dakota. Dakota. Dak. Yeah. Last man standing. Dak. Last man standing. Good for Dak. He's, he's sleeping well on that. Uh, that Tempur-Pedic, yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, now, now, guys, we'll get into the Super Bowl. So uh, we'll start with the game itself, and then we'll get into some props afterwards. But, um, you know, if, if you guys want to talk about props uh, midway through your analysis, go for it. But at any rate, um, you know, Chiefs head down to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, the first ever home Super Bowl team. Chiefs are three-point favorites on the road with the over-under in this one set at 56. Uh, all indications are weather's supposed to be solid. Um, shouldn't be a factor. 
uh, based on what I've seen. So it uh, should be a clean game from that standpoint. Uh, I'll kick it off, guys. I, I expect this to be a lower-scoring game. I like the under uh, in terms of that number at 56. Um, I just feel like you're going to see, uh, you know, just kind of a bit of a slog. Both these uh, defenses are uh, underrated, I would say. Um, you know, people like to focus on the offense, but both of these teams have some strengths. I mean, the Chiefs' uh, pass defense is, is very solid, and it is very difficult to run on the Buccaneers. Um, so uh, both defenses can, can get a stop when they need it. And, uh, you know, I think that'll keep the game low scoring. In terms of uh, on the offensive side of the ball, though, uh, you know, it's it's classic. It's Mahomes versus Brady. And, uh, you know, I expect uh, there's bo- both these teams have great firepower at all the skill positions. Uh, offensive lines uh, are both doing a good job of keeping their quarterbacks upright. So, uh, you know, there's just these teams are here for a reason. Uh, for my money, though, I like the Chiefs in this one, uh, minus three. I just think they've got a little bit too much firepower. Uh, I mean, they really showed me something uh, against the Bills. That's that's really what's swaying me here is they just dismantled that Buffalo team that was the hottest team in football. Probably their most impressive win all year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, I had been kind of fading them, and I, and I saw that game, and it just it made a believer out of me. Um, when I just feel like when this team sets their mind to it, they can beat anybody, um, and they can beat them big time. So, um I think they come out motivated. They know that they're one game away, and uh, I think they're going to put on a show for us here. So I like Chiefs minus three. But, uh, Adam, I'll turn it over to you. What are your thoughts? I agree. Uh, you know, I I don't think it – I mean, I, I could see this one getting a little out of hand. Um, you know, I – stuff. I, I don't expect it to be too close. But, um, you, I mean, you mentioned it. The Chiefs – they they played so so well uh, championship game against the Bills, um, the Bucks. You know the the matchup previously. You know it was probably a little bit closer than that score indicated. Um, I I think their chance to keep it close and to possibly win this game is to, you know, play play d- like too deep safety. Um, you know, rush four. You know, they're gonna have to win up front with their pass rushers if they got a chance in this game. I know like reminiscent of those Giants teams beating Brady. Uh, under Spagnuolo, it's <laughs> sort of the opposite now where Brady's with the team that's trying to use that strategy but um, against Spagnuolo. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think that they, they really just got to protect the deep ball. I mean, you saw it a little bit last year with the 49ers. You know, they were, there was really only one big play for the Chiefs, and that was at sort of at the end with uh, Tyreek Hill put them over the top. Um, you know, I, I expect this one to be a little bit lower scoring than – the number of uh, 56. So, um, but yeah, I, I just think the Bucks they're going to, they're going to move the ball on the chiefs. Um, I, I think their defense has to step up, either make some turnovers or really get after Mahomes and a little bit of that banged up O line in order for them to have a chance. Cause you know, they're the chiefs offense ain't stopping for anybody. I, I, I have a hard time seeing them struggle. So, um, you know, the Bucks have a have a chance. Uh, they got to get after uh, Mahomes with their front four, and uh, I mean it, it, it's possible. Um, but I think that's their route to victory, and I, I don't see much else that would that they could do to you know pull off the upset here. Yeah, I, well, as far as the over under is concerned, you know I, I'm right there with you guys, right on the under. You know, um, I mean just you, you got adding to uh, the whole point of these defenses 
being underrated um, is uh, if you look at the first meeting between these two, I mean, which doesn't usually say a whole lot, but even still, like this was a crazy first game, like over 900 total yards between the two offenses, and it still ended up as 24-27. So I'm kind of surprised people are thinking that more touchdowns are going to be scored on top of that. If anything, I think the defense is going to be locked down even more. Uh, especially with a couple of weeks to prepare for this. Um, and when I was first looking, thinking about this game, I was kind of, I was leaning Chiefs. You know, I, I do think they're going to win. Um, I, I do, I still think they're probably the, they, they will be the more likely team to win this game. But um, kind of when I was diving into all the stats and um, whatnot, um, I kind of like the Buccaneers to keep it close here and I'm actually going to buy an extra half point and take the Buccaneers at three and a half. I, I think that's I like a great that play. I think it's going to stay within three. Um, actually, if you guys uh, want to, uh, I, I kind of want to hear your thoughts on this game flow, I'm, but I'm going to, this is how I kind of picture the game flow is going to go down. Um, it, it seems to me that the chiefs are going to come starting off red hot. Um, as, as they usually do. And then second half kind of, kind of sit on that lead, um, and kind of run the clock out. And, you know, I mean, the Buccaneers, you know, you know, they've been a little slower offensively getting going. Um, and it kind of makes sense to me. Um, Brady, he's kind of a guy who, you know, his physical talent is kind of deteriorating if you might agree with that, but, um, he definitely does have the mental capacity c- to come back in the second half and say, hey, you know, I, and start, uh, I didn't know how to beat this defense and start picking them apart after what he sees in the first half. So um, I, I like the Chiefs to win. Uh, I like the Chiefs to win this first quarter. If you want to go for first quarter money line, you know, I like that play. I, I think the Chiefs are going to be up on top um, through the first half, but I think the Buccaneers are going to start clawing back in the second half. I do like if you could get a second half uh, Bucks money line. I, I love that one. Um, but um, what what do you guys think about that game flow wise? Does, does that sound close to what you're thinking? Or see, for me, that's kind of the opposite of the Chiefs' mo. At least in the playoff games. I mean, I can name three specific examples off the top of my head. Um, obviously, last year's Super Bowl, Niners jumped up on them early. Um, then, uh, you know, you had the Texans a year ago where the Texans jumped up. What was it, 24 nothing? Titans did the same thing. Yeah, um, same thing, yeah, with the Titans. And then the Bills. Bills were up uh, 9 nothing on them, and then the Chiefs came roaring back. So, um, I mean, your game flow, while very possible, uh, would be contrary to uh, what we've seen the Chiefs kind of exhibit in their playoff games the last two years. I was kind of leaning that the Bucks would be uh, – you know, jumping out to an early lead, uh, maybe trying to establish the run uh, and catch the Chiefs off guard that way. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Sometimes it just seems like the Chiefs take a couple possessions to kind of get their, their legs under them and, and really get flying around. Um, but, uh, Adam, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, I, I see this going one of two ways. Uh, sort of mentioned earlier, I, I either see this being a Chiefs route, uh, you know, sort of like that, Seahawks, uh, Broncos, Super Bowl, where you know one one team was just clearly better, um, or I, I mean I could see the Bucks. I mean they got to muddy this game up. Uh, I mean they're not going to win a shootout with the Chiefs. Um, you know I I know I know Tom Brady's Tom Brady. This is tenth Super Bowl, but I mean anybody who watched that NFC Championship game, he didn't play well in the second half. Like that's not going to cut it against. 
Patrick Mahomes and his Chiefs team with all their weapons. So, um, it, it, yeah, I, I either think it's going to be like a 17-13 defensive battle, a lot of turnovers, really exciting game, um, or, you know, maybe Chiefs, you know, 41-20, you know, so something where they, they win, you know, by a big margin. But uh, can, can we, you know, kind of forgot to even mention this, but uh, weather, um, this, this is – Obviously, ideally, we would like some good weather for this game. But, you know, early reports are showing uh, storms in the morning and could leak into the afternoon for this game. Um, yeah, I saw that it was supposed to clear up by game time. But... Yeah, but, I mean, even still, you might get a little sloppy field. Um, could be I, cold. Like on I mean, it could be Florida, cold. Florida, Tampa, Tampa, Florida, cold. Wouldn't you like think they'd tarp degrees. up the field? For you the would Super Bowl, think so, right? yeah, I think so. Yeah, for the weekend, I would, yeah, right. Like, I, I wouldn't imagine <laughs> yeah, not for the Super Bowl, yeah, for like the weekend. they, especially like if they're putting a stage out there at halftime, like that, that field won't be sopping wet. Yeah, um, I, I mean, in that case, yeah, that, that that's that's a very good point. I mean, for then for me, it's just leading up to the game. Like, yeah. is it going to actually rain during the game? Mm-hmm. You know. Um. But. Well, if it does rain, I mean, I think that leads to. Uh, you know, the Bucks' ability to lean on like a Leonard Fournette, if that's the case. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, Bucks can run the ball better than the Chiefs. Yeah, I would yeah, agree definitely. with that. And the the Bucks' defense is a better uh, run stopping defense than the Chiefs' is. Um, yeah, so I mean, if if the Chiefs are able to get up early, the Bucks are going to have trouble because uh, Chiefs' defense can sit back and you know drop eight in coverage. And uh, it's going to be tough for Tom to move the ball downfield on him. But if the Bucks can get up early and then, you know, they can have more of a balanced play call and they can run the ball and then work play action off of that, Chiefs could have some trouble. And then that's your recipe for a close game, in my opinion. Yeah, and it kind of, you know, working off that, you know, I, I like the see, I like the Bucks see, using Godwin a lot in the slot, uh, exploiting the matchup against the rookie nickel corner, uh, Sneed. Um, I, I, I like I like the over in the receptions for Godwin. Uh, He's I think been like great, though. He has been great, but, I mean, their outside corners have been even better than him. Yeah, you can't move like, on Breland. You, you can't really do anything about that. Um, so a lot of teams have just been using the slot against them, just not super effectively, but, I mean, what a, that's the best option. Well, that's why like. I, like, uh, I like Bray in this game. Uh, in terms of yardage over, um, and then I like him to get a touchdown in this game. I just think he's going to be uh, one of the options they're going to have to utilize, especially with the, the tight coverage on the corners that I'm expecting. Yeah, that, that's a good call out. I, I, th- I think it's kind of funny people are still uh, uh, are all over Gronk. Uh, I, I think Bright's kind of sneaky here, you know. I mean, Gronk's, Gronk, Gronk's been all right, but they've used Bright quite a bit. Like, he's probably just as likely to score a touchdown as Gronk, you know? Oh, I would say more so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think I I like both of those because – or great because I think they're going to want to be in, you know, heavy tight end sets. Uh, I, I, I really think their only chance to win this game is to sort of play the bully, run the ball, um, control the offense, control the clock, the tempo, um, get after Mahomes on the other end, sort of play – play deep safeties where I mean you're you're fine allowing yards and field goals but just keep them out of the end zone or try to with the best you can um let them run the ball you know I I I fully expect them to uh sort of deploy those methods and just try to muddy up the game as possible you know keep them the field goals and um 
you know, see if you can be there in the fourth quarter. But uh, so, so the Chiefs have lost. Correct me if I'm wrong. Three games the last two years. So it'd be the Raiders once each season, and then they lost to the Chargers last year, right? Do I have that correct, or was that Chargers lost two years ago? They only lost to the Raiders once this year. I don't know. I can't remember what happened. I thought they ago. lost to them last year. So I thought they were fourteen and two they last have, year. They may have lost to the Raiders both this year. And last they did. Year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't um, know who the other team was. That yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm starting to think that that Chargers loss in Arrowhead was two years ago, not last year. Yeah, but at any rate, I mean, when you think about how that Oakland team has beat them, it it, it was a lot of bully ball. Uh, and it was pressure with the defensive line, uh, basically getting pressure with your front four. Um, you know, you can't really blitz much because Mahomes will pick that apart. So really, it's going to be on the likes of uh, you know that that defensive line. I mean, you're going to need uh, Vita Vea is going to need to be stout in the middle. Uh, you know, Jason Pierre-Paul is going to have to uh, get pressure from the outside. Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett. Uh, Sue. Yep. They're, they're just going to have to do a lot with that base front four. Um, and then, like you said, Adam, it's it's going to come down to if, if they're going to be able to move the ball on the ground. Um, that's going to be the key to them keeping the game close. Yeah, it was uh, Raiders and Week 17 Chargers they lost to this year. And uh, last year they lost to Colts, Texans, Packers, and Titans. Wow, that's a lot of losses. I don't remember any of those. They're, they were kind of earlier on in the season before – they got hot after the week. Forgot about the week seventeen loss. That did not yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah, that did <laughs> not matter. They, they, they didn't. They didn't start anybody. So no. yeah, no. Of course, you forgot about it. So. <laughs> Chargers just got a free win, pretty much. Yeah. Um, Good but, for them. But yeah, I I still think that recipe kind of remains the same. That you got to have, uh, you know, base front four, uh, you know, pressure uh, without blitzing, and then uh, you got to be able to run the ball. Keep keep Chiefs off the field. So, yep. um, you know, those are things that the Bucks are capable of. Uh, but, guys, I mean, kind of broke this down a little bit. I think it might be a good time to get into some of these props. Uh, what do you guys think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. All right, let's start with the game props, and, we'll, you know, we'll get into the weekend. Um, so, first touchdown score for the Chiefs. Uh, Robbie, we'll start with you. I'm going to go with right here. Uh, I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey. I, 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 this might be what a good are his way odds? To, if when you yeah, when yeah. you say so your guy, one, uh, so I've got what his Travis odds Kelsey plus three fifty. I mean, he's one of the favorites to get the touchdown, and usually, uh, I mean, especially if you got a team that just made it the Super Bowl, usually you see him go into uh, one of their veterans who's been there before. You know, cool, cool and collected. So I think Kelsey is going to be the guy here. Especially, you know, I'm going to segue into quite a other Kelsey things right here. Um, but, um, you know, I, I really like Travis Kelsey in this game. Uh, I think this is how they, when I was standing everything out, um, he was the reception yard leader of both teams I had. Um, I see him good for like about uh, 135 yards in wow. this game and over under at 98 and a half. Um, I'm going to, Take the over on that one. I'm going to lock that one up. Ooh. It's a lock. No. Um, I, I think they're going to use him a lot. Um, I, I know people are looking at Tyreek Hill um, and that last game they had where he just absolutely exploded in the first quarter and, what, 269 yards or something total. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but 
as far as if you're the Buccaneers defense and looking into this game, you've got to be looking at trying to stop Tyreek, right? Yeah, he's, uh, he's their star boy for sure. So, uh, I, I mean, I, I think they're going to use Kelsey a lot. I think they're going to try to cut. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it took me a second to get that one. <laughs> you know. I just can't feel my you face f- right now. <laughs> you feel the overcoming. <laughs> but yeah, I I, I like t- Kelsey in general in this game. I think there's a lot of players I'm going to take. I would take the under in in general, but Kelsey's the one guy I think I'm taking over on a lot. So, um, what what Adam? What do you have for your first TD score? So I'm running it back. Uh, last year, uh, we did this. I had Mahomes to score the first touchdown. Uh, he did. Um, and I'm running it back again with Mahomes. Um, it was weird because I, I mean, I, I really haven't seen it other than the Super Bowl. They had like I, they must have ran it four or five times last year, where they had this triple option with Mahomes, and like it wasn't something that you know I you maybe saw once or twice throughout the season, but um, it was part of their game plan last year for the Super Bowl. So maybe they do that again. Mahomes gets in like he did last year. Uh, I just think it's. Good odds at um, plus nine, uh, 900 to, for Mahomes. Well, I like you running it back. Uh, I'm taking uh, kind of a long shot. No, it's not quite as long as uh, what you did, Adam. But I like uh, Daryl Williams here. I think um, I think there's some opportunity uh, in terms of what I'm seeing in the odds for Daryl Williams to be pretty good value. Um, one thing I, I like, uh, based on, you know, my kind of scouting out of this game is, you know, a lot of what the chiefs do that running game really isn't between the tackles too much. They stretch a lot of the runs, um, you know, to the far side of the field uh, and stretch type style or, or out of the gun. Uh, it's a lot of off tackle type stuff, uh, built him with like the RPO and, um, you know, I think Daryl Williams could find some room on the outside and if he's able to break a long run, um, you know, he could be a, uh, an interesting pick here. Uh, but I like him for first TD score. Um, you know, if, if they get into the red zone, uh, that, you know, there's, there's kind of two things that they like to do. It's either Kelsey, uh, you know, utilizing him through mo- movement, or they like to hit a running back in the flat. And, um, you know, I feel like the, the, t- uh, Kelsey thing, they've put it on tape a lot. Um, you know, I, I feel like they might fake to that here, but I think Daryl Williams is the play. Plus, you give yourself the run option just in case they they get on like the one yard line or something, and they wanna they wanna try to power it in. Uh, I just like Daryl Williams here. I, I think he's a a pretty good value at plus six hundred to uh, to get the first touchdown. Yeah, I I'd say so too. You know, especially since uh, you know he he's been there before. So, uh, you know. yep. Um, so let's let's switch over then to the Bucks guys. So first TD score I talked about earlier. I like Cameron Brait. Uh, Brait in this one is also really good value. He's uh fourteen hundred to get the love first it. score for the Bucks. I, I love this. That, that's incredible. Value. Yeah, this is. I think this is the best value you're gonna find. Um, you know, a lot of people talking Gronk. They think it's it's Gronk. Everything I've seen, especially in the playoffs. I mean, it's it's all Cameron Brait. Gronk's out there, but he's lumbering. And, uh, you know, he's struggling to really get open these days. I mean, you know, he just gets blanketed by the safeties and he can't outrun anybody. Uh, so it's it's tough for him to have, a you know, a tremendous impact. But, but Braid is still doing a lot of dirty work over the middle of the field. Um, you know, if they get on the goal line, you could find Braid and play action type set. 
So, um, you know, I, I really like Brait here. I mean, that value just seems like through the roof to me uh, in terms of everybody else. Um, I mean, yeah, 1400 I just I can't pass that up. But what are you guys' uh, picks? I like Big Mike Evans at plus uh, 450. Um, you know, I, how many touchdowns this year inside of, like, the five-yard line did he have? I mean, he's he's almost like their goal line running back. Yeah. Just, you know, either hit him on a quick slant or a fade. And he comes down with it, you know, more times than not. I, I mean, they're going to need an advantage. And his height, um, Chiefs secondary is great, but they're not not super lengthy. I think they might utilize Mike Evans and his this huge frame uh, on a, on a fade ball. So yeah, I, I I like Mike Evans here. Yeah, I I think you're absolutely right. I mean, he's he's one of their biggest the touchdown targets really um i've seen so many games this year where it's just one yard one touchdowns. yard touchdown to mike evans <laughs> the and that's all that. he needs yeah he, he could just out muscle anybody um I, I wanted you know you guys both had like my initial thoughts so i thought i'd go a little different um i now that i'm thinking about it i might play all three of these guys and just hope that one of these hits but i'm taking rojo um you know I was considering maybe for that, but you know, this, this just seems like when they get in the red zone, that this might be a chance that they bring Rojo out and just have him just just power one through. Um, I his odds at plus six fifty. Uh, I think those are pretty solid odds. I think he's got just as much chances for net to score it in. Fournette uh, can't break zone. a long one. Rojo can go to the house. He's got yeah, that he, home run. He does speed. have that home run ability, um, which. You, you could see they how they could even be like 20 or some yards out and he could break one in for the score. So I, I like Rojo here, you know, honestly. I, yeah, I'm thinking I might do all three. Yeah, those, I think we got the three best options. The odds don't say so, but. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that odds are just based on what the public yep. Are, yep. are betting, so. Um, all right, so next, uh, longest touchdown yardage in the game. Right now, the line is set at 45.5. So um, the question is, the uh, overall longest tar- touchdown of the game, do you think it will be over or under 45.5 yards? Uh, Robbie, we'll run it back with you. You know, I forgot to mention about Mike Evans. Uh, I, I I like him for a touchdown score, but one of – I do really, really like him um, to get under his current line of uh, 65 and a half yards. I, I think he's going to be shut down for the most part, except in the red zone. Anyways, moving on to this longest TD in this game. Um, I'm liking the under here, under 45 and a half. I think both these defense, it's more a testament to these defenses, really. Um, and maybe assuming that other people are going to be betting the over on this. Um, but I, I think these two defenses do a pretty good job at containing uh, the big plays. And I mean, you could even see that to see their first meeting between the two, they had so many yards in between, but uh, low score. So I I don't think, I don't think there's going to be a big TD uh, scored in this game. Not not over 45 and a half. I like the under. Yeah, I don't, I I agree. Uh, I don't think either defense is going to be putting themselves in a position where, you know, they're going to be susceptible to a huge play like that. Um, I mean, obviously with as much firepower on either side, you know, it can happen, but I, I definitely like the odds that it doesn't. And, um, you know, they, they they just keep everything underneath. Um, But yeah, it wouldn't shock me if, if Rojo went for like an 80 yard run or something. That's true. Yeah, I'm uh I'm going under as well here. 
it's the same thing. I mean, both these uh, both these teams play pretty good defense. Um, I mean, really, the predominant worry, unless you have, uh, you know, a Rojo breaking one long, um, you know, it's it's really just like, is, is Tyree Kill going to do something crazy and get, like, a really long one? Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's just, the Super Bowl teams play these games a little bit tighter. Um, I just have to take the under. I mean, 45 and a half, that's, that's, uh, that's a lot of yardage. And, um... You know, I think I think that there's some. Uh, frankly, I was surprised that uh, the over under was at forty five and a half. I would have expected it to be a little lower. Um, but uh, you know, Tyree Kill's always capable. But for for me, it's just in a Super Bowl when these teams are gonna be playing each other pretty tight. Give me the under. All right, team to score the longest touchdown in the game. Uh, so you got Chiefs minus one forty five and Buccaneers plus one ten. Uh, Adam, why don't you start this one off? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna take the odds and go with the Bucks. I mean, I've been, I think I've said it a couple times by now, but yeah, I just think the Bucks are gonna be in that shell defense, keep everything underneath, and hope not to get beat deep. Um, so, and 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 the Bucks might be in a situation late where they're heaving, um, and maybe maybe the Chiefs let up a light touchdown at the end. I don't know. I yeah, I, I just like the Bucks here taking the taking the value. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with the uh, the Chiefs on this one. I'm just kind of thinking, kind of the speed element uh, of Tyreek Hill, or um, you know, they got Sammy Watkins also on the outside, Demarcus Robinson, a lot of guys that can go deep. Um, so I mean, if I'm thinking any team's just gonna put up a, a long TD here, I, I you'd have to lean Chiefs, and I think that's kind of why the odds are uh, tilted the way that they are. Yep. And that's where I was at. I, I was leaning Chiefs right now. But you, you know what, Adam? You kind of convinced me, um, especially they're getting A-B back for this game. You know, they, they've got enough options on the outside, and especially since, you know, I, I said how I think the game is going to flow. Buccaneers firing back later later in the game. You know, I, I think that's where they get a long touchdown out of it. All right. Um, next we've got first score of the game, and um, – you know, right now your options are uh, Chiefs touchdown plus one forty five, Chiefs field goal plus four hundred, Chiefs other score so that'd be a safety. I'm trying to think. Or Probably safety, safety or if they like return a two point, point. Yeah. No, because then the first score would be the Bucks then getting in the actual end zone. Yep. Oh yeah, first quarter of the game period. Yeah, I was just it so it, it just has to be a safety, so just right? Be safety. Yeah, so it's uh, Chiefs touchdown plus one forty five, Chiefs field goal plus four hundred, Chiefs other that we'll call safety plus forty five hundred, uh, Bucks TD plus one ninety, Bucks field goal plus four twenty five, and then Bucks safety again plus forty five hundred. Um, I'm going Bucks TD here. Uh, I just think uh, pretty good value at plus one ninety. And, um, you know, I, I'm kind of thinking based off that game script I talked about earlier where, uh, you know, the Chiefs have started off slow and, um, you know, they've kind of let teams jump up on them early and then the Chiefs rally late. So I, I'm thinking the Bucks. you know, if, if uh, the Chiefs are going to be consistent in that fashion, then give me a Bucks TD to start this one off at plus 190. Uh, I had Chiefs TD to start off, but now I'm thinking that, you know, maybe – Bucks are going to come out a little, uh, uh, a little strong on defense and try to keep them out of the end zone on their the Chiefs' first drive. So I think the 
Chiefs are going to settle for the field goal. I'm going to take the value at plus 400 here. I do think the Chiefs are going to score first, uh, again, based on how I think this game is going to flow, but um, I, I like Chiefs to be the first one to score generally. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm taking them with a touchdown. I, I think at this point they got to know the narrative that they start off slow, and uh, I think they're going to want to punch the Buccaneers in the mouth. You know, they're playing in Tampa. I think – I think they, I mean, they, they obviously think they're the better team. I think they come out strong here and open it up with a TD. All righty. Uh, next up, guys, first turnover of the game. So uh, you have fumble plus 150, interception minus 135, or no turnovers plus 900. Uh, Robbie, start with you. Well, uh, the, the big impact for me in this decision was the weather. And, you know, it, with that, you know, it might be – you might get a chance to have a little slippery ball. And, you know, I, so I'm taking the fumble, especially with the plus 150. Um, I mean, interception, I, I feel like the both quarterbacks are going to do pretty well at trying to keep possession of the ball, especially to start the game, um, especially if it's going to be a close one like we think it is. So I, I'm, I'm going to see it, say a fumble that uh, – somebody just loses a handle or good defensive play on this one. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I love the fumble here plus one fifty. I, I think that's some of the best value you can find of any of these props. Um, you know, I, yeah, like I, I definitely can see a strip sack scenario. Um, but even, even in a wet surf, uh, if, if it's wet out there, you know, I, I, with Rojo and Leonard Fournette have both had fumbling issues. I believe both been in Bruce Arians doghouse some point or another i know uh yeah I, I just think the fumble is more way more likely than interception here and yeah i'd say the opposite yeah i'm going no turnovers i just saw the uh the value there plus 900 i don't know i don't know it just seems like pretty good value flyer. yeah it's oh, yeah. a good flyer just take a flyer on it um you know in, in terms of i'm just thinking yeah both these teams are going to play pretty close to the chest uh you got to think DBs probably worried about getting burned with all the uh, firepower on the offensive side of the ball. Probably not looking to jump as many routes, keeping plays in front of them. So I'm not sure that I like interception here. Um, probably the thing that scares me the most about that play would be like a Tom Brady strip sack, just kind of getting hit from the blind side. But, you know, if we're just taking flyers here, give me no turnover plus 900. All right, here we go. Length of national anthem. Oh, you skipped the Aww. coin toss. Oh, I skipped the coin toss. Hold on. All right. That's the one that requires the most research of them all. Right, right. Okay. Coin toss. This is a big one. So you got heads, minus 105. Tails. Late movement here. Also <laughs> minus 105. Um, I'm going tails, guys, because uh, tails never fails. But um, that's the extent of my analysis. I, li- I like the value <laughs> with the heads. <laughs> I took heads last year. It lost. It's got to win this year. I'm going heads. Run it back. All right. Now we got the length of the national anthem. Unfortunately, Aretha isn't doing this one, so, uh, you know, it's not as much of a lock. Um, I'm going uh, I'm going under minute 59 seconds. I don't know. Just this is this is a hot take, but, like, you know, nationalism is kind of out right now. Nobody's really being, like, super gung-ho about, like, you know, there's just not a lot of patriotism out there right now. It's kind of a messed up time. Just think, we're just trying to get through the national anthem. We want to do the national anthem. We want to pay our respects, but I don't think we're trying to milk it. So I'm going under. I'm going under too, uh, especially since it's a duet. I, I'm just not sure how they're gonna 
drag it on between the two of them. I mean, when you're going solo, you could do your own thing and it could be wild, but it's a duet. Like, I don't even know how a duet doing the national anthem works. So yeah, I mean, really great point there, Evan. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm all over the under here. Just bringing up some history. Thirty years ago, in Tampa uh, at the Super Bowl, you got the best nat- national anthem of all time uh, with Whitney Houston's rendition. Oh my God, that was thirty years ago. Can you just play that back? Talk Run about back. bringing Run nationalism back. Yeah. back. Just, just, I don't know who's doing it. It was Eric Church and I, I don't know. Get get a video of Whitney Houston. Just play it back and i think that'll do a better job than i agree than Agreed. two people or five thousand people trying because it cannot be done better no i agree whitney houston was that 1990 1991, 1991 30 years yeah. yeah yeah the goat the goat performance for sure all right uh distance of longest penalty in the game um the line is set at 15 and a half yards so really uh, what you're thinking here is, will there be a pass interference uh, longer than 15 yards? I guess the other thing that's possible is, uh, what, like a really messed up uh, intentional grounding, right? Um, but really what you're playing for is the uh, the pass interference. So I'm taking over. I mean, both these teams take a lot of deep shots. Um, you got to think at some point here, corner DB doesn't get their head around and uh, winds up running into a receiver. So I'm, I'm taking the over. I, I feel pretty good about that one. Yeah, me too. I think Murphy bunting got a little too handsy in the NFC Championship game. I, I'm not sure if that shit's gonna fly in the Super Bowl. I, I just one of these two teams is gonna get get a little uh, pi, and it, I mean, I, I I'd assume there's one over 15 and a half. Yep, over same reason as you guys, and the odds say so too. Uh, over 15 and a half is minus 280. Under 15 one. and a half plus 185. I just don't think there's enough value there. Yeah, I think the safe, plus 185 safe hits here. Yeah. All right. Number of players with a passing attempt. The line is at two and a half. So will there be a position player to get a passing attempt or possible QB injury situation? Um, I guess you could see a fake punt, too. There's a couple things that could happen here. Uh, But anyway, the line is at two and a half. So really, if anybody besides Brady or Mahomes throws a passing attempt, um, you know, you're going to hit the over on this one right now over. Two and a half is at plus one twenty. Under two and a half at minus one sixty. Uh, Adam, I'm starting it with you. What do you think happens here? Uh, I like I like the over two and a half and taking the value here. Um, you know, I, I think you got to expect the unexpected a little bit with both these teams. Um, and I, I just think there's a decent chance that you know somebody else gets in a mix, maybe a reverse or some trick play that um, there's another pass attempt. I am going to go on the under. I just don't see any – I don't see either these sides do a crazy amount of trick plays. Uh, I mean, I guess you'd have to be banking on, yeah, like a yeah, fake punt or uh, quarterback injury, which I, I don't really want to bank on. So I'll, I'll, I'm going to just play it safe, take the under. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going under as well. Um, just think – I don't know. If anything, maybe Andy Reid is the more aggressive of the two coaches, but I think Bruce Arians, um, this is his first time coaching a Super Bowl. I bet he plays it a little closer to the chest, but could be wrong there. But yeah, both both coaches extremely aggressive overall, though, so it yeah. should, be, should be fun. Yep. Uh, all right, next up, will a two-point conversion be attempted? I'm starting this one off, guys. So your odds are yes, minus 145, no, 105, um, 
I love I love the two point conversion attempt here. I feel like you get one of these in just about every game anyway. So the fact that this is minus one forty five feels like the best value I've seen of all of these props. So give me yes, um, and I'm locking it up. But it's a lock. No. Especially with the way kickers miss extra points these games and the way that, you know, kind of like the scoring figures get a little bit screwed up uh, just from missed extra points and things like that. You just, it lends itself to late game scenarios where teams are trying, you know, if a team's trailing, they're trying to work the numbers to get back in a game. Usually, um, you know, they have to try for a two-point conversion. And it's not, will a two-point conversion be successful? It's just be attempted. Um, so I really don't give a damn if they convert or not. They just got to do it. So love it. Minus 145 here. I think that's the biggest lock you're going to find. So lock it up. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Two very aggressive head coaches. Progressive. They're going to make, yeah, this is a lock. 100% agree. Yeah, I'm with you, especially if it's could have a chance of being slippery out there. You know, maybe one of those extra points is missed because, uh, you know, Bucker can't get his foot set. Who knows? Um, but, you know, I, I liked at least one attempt. I mean, it seems like every Super Bowl there's at least a one two-point conversion attempt unless it's a blowout, which I don't think this game's going to be a blowout. Yeah, but. I completely agree. All right. Um, will there be an onside kick attempt? Uh, yes, is at plus 140. No, minus 180. Uh, Robbie, start this one off. I'm going to say yes, kind of similar reasons for the two-point conversion. Um, you know, I, I'll, I'll just throw in mentioning, you know, I do all these uh, kickoff uh, stats throughout the year. And uh, for this one, you know, I, I like, um, um, I really like the first kickoff to not, to be a touch at it. Sorry. I do like it to be a touchback, but I mean, it's at minus 300, which is implied odds at 75%. I'm seeing it maybe around upper 80%. So, I mean, I'd like that play, especially if it's clear before that's, um, and also uh, total kickoff returns. Uh, I know we slammed the under last year. That was my lock last year, but this year I'm going to, it's only three and a half and I'm going to be taking the under. Well, again, assuming, uh, weather is, is looks pretty nice, you know, because, you know, with the rain, I'm not entirely sure how that's going to affect kickoffs. But, um, you know, just thought I'd throw that out there. As far as the onside kick, yeah, I, I think that's going to happen, especially plus 140. I'll take that value. Yeah, I mean, this is really like, do you think the game is going to be, like, within two scores? Like, 14 points. If, like, you think this game's within 14 points, then... You know, ultimately, you're looking at something like, you know, there's just going to be a situation where an onside kick likely comes up. Um, defenses get lax late in the game when they're up more than one score. Uh, it's really more just about uh, killing clock and not letting up a big play uh, than keeping the team out altogether. So, I mean, the line's at three. Yeah, I would. So they're pro- they're projected a close game. So I wouldn't rule out a you know a fake onside kick before the end of the game. You yeah, know? Bucks yeah. trying to steal a possession on a team that they know they can't stop over you know eight or nine possessions they might just try stealing one there it uh yeah i would i love that the value at uh plus 140 with yes oh yeah we're all on yes all right super bowl mvp this is a fun one um adam i'll have you start this one off what are your thoughts okay before i get to the mvp i gotta get to my lock because i don't think i'm gonna mention it uh for the rest uh you know last year um sammy Watkins sort of came out of nowhere um you know, talented player, but I mean, he he really hasn't had 
too good a season since uh, maybe 2017. But he had a really good Super Bowl. Um, was very effective. Um, and I think this 49ers is going to play a similar type defense to what the four or the, the Bucks. Bucks to what the 49ers did last year. And, and they were able to. I mean, other than that one big play at the end uh, to um, Tyreek. I, I mean, they really sort of negated Kelsey and Tyreek, and you know the. Sammy Watkins burned them, but like in I, looking back, it, it was definitely a good game game plan um, for them. So I, I, I Chiefs are going to take what they have, and if it's Sammy Watkins open over the middle, I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, so I, I, I'm pounding the Sammy Watkins over catches and over yards, and uh, that's my lock for the Super Bowl. But it's a lock. No. Love it. I, yeah, I think that's a good one, especially since like I don't think anybody's really going to expect anything out of Sammy Watkins. Nobody except for, you know, the lizard king himself. Yeah, coming <laughs> off the end of the sun, better be out. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know well, what? Sun goes down early. Sun goes down early. You know early. what? I mean, maybe, maybe the halftime show he gets a little blinded lights and uh, <laughs> rejuvenates. You know, comes out for a second half. <laughs> you never know. Uh, but getting getting to my MVP, uh, I'm gonna take the, the clear cut favorite, Pat Mahomes. Um, you know, I, I unless one of the two receivers has a extraordinary game meaning Kelsey and and Tyreek I don't, I don't see there's a chance that it goes to anybody other than uh Mahomes and I mean maybe somebody on defense Honey Badger gets a pick six or uh I I I just if the Chiefs win it you know I I just I, I have a hard time believing it's going to be anybody but Pat Mahomes Yeah I I understand that pick I, it makes sense um you know, in terms of taking a flyer, I touched on this earlier. Um, I like Daryl Williams here. You can get Daryl Williams at plus 6,600 to be the Super Bowl MVP. Um, you know, we've seen a running back uh, pull this off in the past. I just think, you know, there's a scenario if, if he's able to break a big run or he gets, uh, you know, two touchdowns and he's got a lot of yardage. I think there's a scenario where he can get in and, and the values there at plus 6,600. So um, it's a flyer. It's extremely unlikely, but I, I still think there's some good value there. If you think the chiefs are going to win, he should be involved in the game plan. That's, that's fair. Um, you know, I, I just have hard time getting myself with the Pat Mahomes this year. I mean, it, it totally made sense to me last year, you know, great quarterback for sure. He's going to be the few, future of the NFL really um but and you know he, he definitely earned it last year this year I kind of I feel like they if the Chiefs win they're going to be wanting to go to somebody else um and honestly I think you've got a great story brewing in Travis Kelsey these last 10 games he had are just unreal uh 114 targets 86 receptions 1,142 yards for nine touchdowns for pace of what, what is that, 1,800 yards and almost 15 touchdowns? It's just unreal pace he's at right now. And if he could keep it up in this game, I think that he's – I feel really good about him being the MVP here, uh, especially with a veteran of the Chiefs. Uh, you know, Kelsey, he's he's getting – he's been there a while. You know, it, it seems like this would be a, just a perfect setup for him to be the MVP. Um, I – definitely slammed on Kelsey when it was uh plus 1300 uh it's now down to a thousand but um yeah I really love Travis Kelsey as the MVP in this one 
All right, yeah. Um, so we're all on the Chiefs uh, in terms of that. Robbie, and I'm surprised. I mean, you picked the Bucks, so I'm surprised you didn't take uh, kind of a longer shot. If uh, if you were to pick a, a Buck to win the MVP, do you have one in mind? Man, I I would just lean Brady. Um, you know, I actually just just thought about that too. You know, um, looking at Super Bowl MVPs, like there was only two times that you've had back to back MVPs, and that was in the first first and second Super Bowl. You had Bart Starr, and then seventy uh, nine and eighty, you had Terry Bradshaw. Like Brady hasn't even won back to back MVPs. Um, but I I think if you're gonna take the Bucks, maybe you do Brady. Otherwise. It's kind of a toss-up to me. I mean, you got a lot of guys who could s- potentially step up on the Bucks. I don't know. What do you How guys think? How many touchdowns would it take for AB to win MVP? Oh man, he could have the He's game of the game, the game of his game life, of and his they life. just wouldn't. They, they might still might not give it to him. But he's got to have something like yes. over two hundred yards, like three touchdowns, something ridiculous. It, yes. At least for like stay off AB. Here's the thing. It is so it difficult seems... for a, a non-quarterback to win this. Like, think about that year, Patriots-Falcons. Um, James White. Oh, yeah. He had, like, what, like 13 catches and, like, caught the game-winning touchdown? was a huge part for that game. Now, granted, Brady led the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history, so, like, I get it. But, like, if he didn't win it that year, it just goes to show it is very yeah. difficult to pull it off. Yeah, maybe get a little playoff uh, Rondo Lenny. Leonard Fournette, <laughs> yeah. um, Rojo, maybe I don't know. I mean, what what is he at plus uh, twenty five hundred? That's that's some pretty good, good value. value. Good I think value. out of the two though, I'd, I'd I mean, especially maybe since Rojo like, that's Rem- that's how they they might have to beat the Chiefs, you know, with the ground game, you know, that Lenny that might not be a bad call. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, guys, this is always a big one. What color will the liquid be in the Gatorade? Uh, for when it gets dumped on the coach. For this one, you know, you just got to kind of close your eyes and just go with what you see. And I close my eyes here, and I see the big tomato. I see Andy Reid. You know, he's got his face shield on. He's got his big red jacket, and he's just getting doused with red Gatorade. It's just a big sea of red. And, um, you know, red is plus 160 here. It's... it's um, it's pretty much the favorite, but you just got to go with what you see. You know, go with what's in your heart with this one. And in my heart, I see red. We do. I mean, it works for both teams, which is uh, a plus. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's hard not to, you know, visualize Andy Reid in your mind without just seeing a bunch <laughs> red everywhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> red tomato. Yeah, I, I'm also on red. Uh, yeah, like like uh, like that, and like the ads. Yeah, this one, uh, you know, my my finger landed on clear slash water, so you know, uh, I'm going with that one. Plus, it's plus six fifty. You, know, you know, let's let's get a little uh, try to get a big winner here. Maybe if Russell Wilson was <laughs> in this game, get the holy water. <laughs> um, all right, next up. Now we're on to the uh, the halftime show. This is what everybody's waiting for: the weekend wardrobe changes. Will there be one? Uh, the line is a half. Um, over a half is minus 400. So Vegas seems to think that he's definitely changing outfits. Under a half, plus 250. Um, I'm taking the over. You know, the weekend spent $7 million on this thing on his own money. You got to think 
some of that went into more than one outfit. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Just He's going to shake it up. It's going to be like 20 minutes long. He's going to do a bunch of different songs. You know, he might have cheek fillers in. We're not sure. There's going to be some sort of wardrobe change. Though. I feel good about it. It's The odds are heavy, so I probably won't bet it, but gotta gotta think there's a wardrobe change. Yeah, we, we talked about it pre-show. I, I This was going to be my lock, the under, um, and I sort of talked myself out of it. I still love the value at, you know, getting plus 250 with the under. My thought is, you know, the weekend, he, he's got the he's got the signature look, right? He's got the red suit. Um, you know, he's almost dressed the same in all of his music videos. So I think there's a good odd that he's the same character the entire performance. Uh, my only reservation is if, like, he does some, does some sort of wild transformation into this new weekend. With an E. A weekend with an E. <laughs> the E. We find out what happens to, to the E um, on stage. But no, I, I just, you know, I, I I think it's, just, you know, plus 250, good value that he just, you know, remains in character the entire time. Yeah, you convinced me before the show about that one. So, yeah, I'm under. I, I think he sticks to one. What if, what if, like, he comes out, you know, because the weekend does a few things with his, like, face, like, there's the cheek fillers, and then, like, he's been doing, like, this bandage thing lately where he's, he's like, he looks like he's, like, had the shit kicked out of him. Um, so what if he goes from, like, like beat up weekend to, like, face filler weekend? Does that count? I don't Ooh. think so. Yeah, I, I think, I think it, it has to be clothing, right? I think it has to Wardrobe be. is clothing. This, this is a whole... That's a good question. This is almost like the J Lo question we had last year. Uh, yeah, last <laughs> like year, what is actually defined? Last year, we we all made a lot of money on betting J Lo uh, as cleavage yes. over. <laughs> I don't think anybody predicted that there was going to be that much shaking going on. Nobody. What a performance! Knew what really Shakira. implied. Somebody at Fanduel made a lot of money to make the call on what was determined as ass cleavage. So, um, yeah. That was like the last memory of pre-COVID was just like J-Lo that Shakira. Yeah. That's the last <laughs> happy moment I ever had. So <laughs> <laughs> That was that was that was awesome. Oh yeah. All right. Um next up, what's going to be the first song from the weekend? Oh. Here it is. You hear it. You hear it. I just yet picture this. There's smoke everywhere. It's pitch black. And he just comes out. And it's blinding lights. It's gotta be. It just sets it up all too well for it. I think that, it just comes out with a catch, banger. That's the catch, though. That's the catch. It's a banger. It comes out with a banger. Expect the unexpected with the weekend. We all know he's emotional. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Adam? Uh, I'm taking a, a big, uh, big dog here or a stretch. Uh, I feel it coming plus two thousand. Um, Ooh. Yeah, I, I just feel it coming. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I've I've been seeing rumors around that they're. He's going to start off with Starboy, so I'm going with that one. Plus 350. That, that one's the favorite right now. Uh, I'll, I'll go with it. All right. Next up, will Drake be on stage? <laughs> it's the Raptors uh, ring ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, plus 400. No, minus 700. I'm going no. I mean, this is a COVID environment. Everybody's got to be checked through well in advance. I just don't think Drake can show up willy-nilly and just get on stage and do whatever he wants here. Like, this, this is the new world we live in. So, yeah, you can't just show up and do this stuff. This is the weekend show. He's He doesn't need Drake. This is the weekend's time to shine. No no Drake. Yeah, I'm going to pass on Drake, too. I, I don't see it happening. You know. Nah. No Drake. You, you could 
put like 10 different celebrities on here and i i just i'm just gonna put yes for all <laughs> <laughs> i expect this performance to just be wild so who knows who who's gonna ring in here put him on you know that drake's been places he doesn't deserve to before so uh yeah i'm taking taking the value with the plus 400 all right next this might be my favorite bet of the weekend here um will kenny g be on stage Yes, plus 325. No, minus 550. So for those who don't know, The weekend, one of his uh, big hit songs, In Your Eyes, KG, has like a saxophone solo. It it, it slams. It's a great song. Um, I'm saying yes. KG's going to be out there. He's going to be nailing the saxophone solo. It's, it's going to be a big hit. Twitter phenomenon. You can count it right now. Love it. Oh, Kenny, yeah. Kenny G, legend. Appeals to so many different generations, you know. It'd be a good move for the weekend to include him. So, yeah, I'm going to take yes. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, it always seems like whenever, like, you need something to uh, to to impress the boomers, and I think Kenny G is going to be it. Yeah, like when Slash came out that one year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kenny G, you know. I, you have to think, like, of the seven mil that the weekend paid out of his own money, probably six and a half went to Kenny G. Just to get him <laughs> oh, at least. At least. <laughs> All right. Will there be a wardrobe malfunction? Now we had a discussion about this pre-show as well. That we were wondering if, like, your cheeks and you know part of your face, if if that gets ripped off, is that a wardrobe <laughs> malfunction? And uh, I don't think that is. So we just we don't know what the answer to that yeah. is. Yeah. Um, yes. Plus one thousand. No. Minus five thousand. So that's the other thing. Like, are there going to be like? Are there going to be like a lot of like dancers up there with them, or is it just like the weekend doing it? Who knows? And, and who knows exactly know what, what a wardrobe I mean. malfunction is? I mean, it's one thing with, with Janet Jackson. That was clear. That was clear. That was clear. Yeah. But with the weekend, you know, like, what's a wardrobe malfunction? If something rips, is it? She untied? Does yeah. that count? Like, you yeah. Know. Who knows? You know. Who knows? Yeah, I, I got to lean, though. Got to lean, though. I don't know what I'm getting into. I don't I don't know what the odds are. Um. Yeah, Robbie, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I I don't know what a wardrobe malfunction is, so I'm going to just go with no with like the rest of you guys, you know? <laughs> stay out of this one. I don't want it. All right, and then finally... It's still the... not a bad bet to bet yes on any weekend prop bet for the I show. Expect yeah, the yeah, unexpected. Like, expect like it. it, you know. He's trying to make people money out there, too. You oh, know, yeah. he's, he's spending money to make other people money, so... The weekend. The Good weekend. man. He's emotional. All right. Um, what will be mentioned first? This is our last prop here. Um, you know Tom, Tampa Tom, he's going to be on everybody's mind. So what's going to be brought up first? The fact that this is Brady's 10th Super Bowl, minus 190, or his age, 43, plus 145. Robbie, start this one off. That's tough because I, I feel like he's going to – they're, they're going to use it in the same sentence. It's going to be like, oh, and here is Brady's coming out – with the Brady's 10th Super Bowl, who at the age of 43, something along those yep. lines. I, I'm not a good announcer, so but um, favorites are on Brady's 10th Super Bowl. That seems like a more significant thing than his age because they talk about his age all the time. So I'm going to go with the 10th Super Bowl. Yeah, you made two good points there. I'm going to go the age just because 
Yeah, I think it's going to be mentioned in the same sentence. So I, like Tom Brady give me, give at me the, the age of 43 give, entering his yeah, 10th Super Bowl. Give me that the juice. does roll off the tongue a little better than the other way around. Yeah, give me the juice with the plus 145 yeah. in the age. I expect it to be a photo finish. Like you said, it's going to be the same sentence. Yeah. Um, give, me, give me the age. Give me the odds there, plus 145. If it's going to be that close, I mean, yeah, just take the better value there. But, uh, I want to switch, but you know, I'm gonna. You're I'm locked gonna in stay different. I'm locked in. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's gonna do it for our props here, guys, and our episode. Um, yeah, guys. Before we wrap it up, any final thoughts on the game you want to get out there? Hey, good on the NFL for having the season completed and finished. And going into the year, it was you know very questionable on if the season would even happen. Um, they've navigated through a lot, and. Uh, you know, good on the NFL for getting this season in and, and without any bumps or cancel games. I would agree with yeah, that. Definitely. All right. Well, thanks again for tuning in all season, guys. Uh, really appreciate you checking us out. Looking forward to this game. Uh, as always, you can follow us on uh, Twitter at the South Lot Football Guys. Uh, let us know what you feel. Uh, feel free to hit us up there. Uh, if you want to get at us too, you can email us at the Guys at gmail.com. Uh, always happy to hear you guys' thoughts, but uh, looking forward to seeing you guys next season. Take care.